The Bully Girl Magazine podcast is your dog-eared audio destination, bookmarking the most compelling tales and insights from the vast canine universe. While we passionately dive into the world of bully breeds, dispelling myths, offering training tips, and discussing breed standards, our scope isn't limited. We cast our net wide to encompass a diverse range of dog breeds, ensuring no tale is left untold. Enhanced by expert interviews and inspiring stories, this podcast is a beacon for responsible ownership and breed education. It's where bully breed enthusiasts meet the broader dog-loving community, fostering unity, understanding and share joy in every bark and wag. So whether you're out walking your dog or listening at home, be sure to enjoy the show and keep coming back. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening or watching the Bully Girl Magazine podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined by Jonathan. He is a proud owner of Brooklyn Bully Cartel, a kennel located in Brooklyn, New York, where he breeds American bullies. However, right now he is holding the cutest little Frenchie and a little pink sweatshirt. I can, or a hoodie, excuse me. I can hardly stand it. You, you got to go to YouTube. Listen, if you're driving, of course, but later you got to check this out. Jonathan, hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. Who is this cutie pie you're holding? Well, this is oh, our female, Isabella. Oh. She is basically our first piece to um, getting into the Frenchies. Really? How's that been? Been good. I mean, I, I I've been um, researching it. So I've been doing bullies, right? And yeah. I've been just trying to educate myself a little bit on the DNA. And yeah. you know, at first it might appear kind of like a little crazy, at little b, big b. But we've been <laughs> we've took the time to kind of um, you know familiarize. And yeah, this is our, this is our first girl, Violet and Tan, carrying Isabella and Fluffy. I have to say. The, look, she looks so serious, and my Pitbull Blue will get that same kind of downward turn in the mouth, and it's yeah. it's just hysterical. But I always start the show by asking the guests the same two questions. Now, the second one is two parts, but I'll start with the first. Mm -hmm. The first question, and this can be for any of your jog, dogs, Jonathan, is does your dog do something funny, quirky, different that you can share with us? Well, this one has been a handful in the short time <laughs> she's been with us. Yeah. Um I, I, I've always heard that Frenchies have a very quirky personality. And <laughs> they're, they're, they're a little bit of a little, you know, kind of like a wild little firecracker. And she's been definitely one of those, um, you know, trying to get on the bed. And, you know, the bed is so much higher than she can, but she still tries. And she, you know, things like that. But um, I have um, some of my other bullies. Uh, I have uh, Queen Medusa, which is basically my... My head female in my camp, which um, she does a lot of quirky things herself. Um, you know, like uh, when the door rings, you know, she needs to control access. So yeah. she basically, you need to basically first check in with her, kind of mm -hmm. like a doorman. Oh. And, and then she'll give you the A-OK -okay and let you in. But yeah, they all have their their personalities, which is, I think, one of the greatest things about being in this um, environment with uh, different dogs. That They're all different. They're all, exactly. all have their own personalities. You know, it's interesting because the, the people that have had uh, Frenchie puppies with them, they've all been very licky. And I saw her lick your chin a few times, which is so sweet. Oh my God, there she goes again. It's just put, putting her nose and her face right against your face. I think that is so beautiful. Now, the next question, which is two parts, is when did your love of dogs begin? And then when did your love of bully breeds begin? Um... So I've always been very big on animals. Uh, I grew up wanting to be a vet. Mm -hmm. So I grew up, uh, we had 
all type of pets in my household. I mean, I think one time I went to the beach and tried to bring back a jellyfish. Hey, we can put them <laughs> in an aquarium and we can, you know, or little crabs or something. So I've always been intrigued with animals of all type. Um, the, uh, when I got into um, the bullies, uh, basically, um, I just happened to see the breed once yeah. and um, online on the Internet. I was unfamiliar with it. And to be honest with you, it might, it might seem a little funny. But to that point, I was a little bit more of a cat guy. Really? You know, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I kind of like, we had a cat growing up and it was super independent. You mm. know, you know how cats, you know, they do their own yes. thing and, and, you know, they really don't need us. We're just there to entertain them in a way, you know, feed them and stuff like that. But um, right. I, I saw the breed and I was just in love instantly, you know, with the luck. You know, I saw some videos and they're walking around and oh yeah, and I just instantly I'm like, what is this? And um, from there, I just I just went in and just started trying to learn as much as I could of the breed. I uh, started studying bloodlines and and things of that. And from from that point, I was just hooked. It was just like love at first sight. Oh, I love that. You know, your kennel boasts one of the hottest chocolate tri studs in the game, the legendary Escobar. So tell us all about this. Well, Escobar, um, he is imported from overseas. Mm -hmm. um, he's definitely, in my opinion, a very unique dog because yeah. um, of his dog features, big dog features, right. I should say. So um, he is in a micro category, but he has a 26-inch head. So wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's something that you need to see. So I, like to, I want to see. <laughs> yes. Um, so when we, we brought him in, we already had our girl, uh, Medusa, uh, which uh, they're from the same bloodline. Uh, they actually have brothers and sisters. And we brought him in especially to complement uh, where we were going as a program. And um, so once he came in, it just turned out to be so much more. He's a great dog. Um, he produces so well. Um, most people that use them already, you know, lock him in for another female they might have or, or so on. And he's just a special, special, a special dog just, just because of, you know, the magnitude of his body shape and super muscular. It's almost like you look at him and you're like, you know, those features should be in a much bigger dog, you right. know, but you know, you know, he's not, a, you know, a pocket or a standard and he has those type of features. So, we we've been blessed with him. He's been doing great uh, oh, for customers. Good. He's been mm -hmm. doing great for us in house, and he's an adorable dog. He's my dog that I don't worry about. Right. You know, he's in the house. He's kind of like does his own thing, and he's been a godsend. Oh, I love that. I swear, I, <laughs> I just can't get over how cute. Tell her, tell me her name again. Isabella. What was Isabella. He? Isabella. Now I am terrible with names, so I know that you're interested in the. Is it? Venino, veneno bloodline? Correct. Uh veneno. Okay. Veneno. Okay. Yes, which veneno, fun fact, means okay. poison in Spanish. Ah, okay. Yes. So um when I got into uh the community when I started researching, there was a dog that always caught my attention, and uh, which was veneno, which basically is our core blood in my cat. Um Escobar is a veneno grandson. 
And uh, he's two-time Veneno because um, his father's a Veneno grandson on his top pet. So, um, and Medusa's also a Veneno great-granddaughter. So, um, while I was studying multiple bloodlines, um, I always came back to that one dog. You know, he's a chocolate tri. Um, he, he was in China. And, you know, I just always loved the videos I saw him, you know, yeah. muscular dog. Big head, you know, kind of like another Escobar, you know. So that's what I was drawn to, and that's what I um, decided to basically, you know, get into. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Now let's talk about what they eat. I know that in the article you talk about a kibble and meat-based topper diet, including adding vitamins, salmon oil, and fruits. I have read such great things about salmon oil. What have you noticed with your dogs? Well, um, I've noticed basically the coats. Yeah. Tiny coats. Um I feel like um, it also helps to promote eating. You know, sometimes you might have a little picky eater in the bunch. And yeah. um, I guess the flavoring, you know, um, also helps a lot. Um, the salmonel has worked for us. and oh, keeps their, their coat shiny. And, you know, and, you know we, we try to basically um, not only just do kibble. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know. Some people like kibble, some people don't, some people do raw, some people don't. Some people don't. I feel like um, for us, we do a mixture of both. You know, we do kibble and we try to uh, get a, a good quality kibble, but we also stay on top with the vitamins and uh, a meat topper, which yeah. uh, we also include. So we just don't just feed kibble. I feel that you should be able to balance that and, you know, some fruits in there, maybe this or that, you know, because I think um, the healthy, you know, the, the health issues are pretty much something that we can try to control in a way. So yeah. I try to stay on top of it and, you know, provide all the dogs with as best nutrition as I can. Yeah. And, you know, omega-3s that you find in salmon oil are so important for both dogs and people. They're also anti-inflammatory, which can be really good for their joints. You know, something to give to Benji. And yeah, he's almost 10. He's a lab. He has arthritis. But anything that can help. Talk to us about how uh, you go about doing like testing and stuff for your dog's health and, you know, ensuring that they're not passing down any defects or health conditions. Well, you know, uh, we do, uh, for example, like genetic testing. You know, know, we do that. Obviously, uh, when it comes to the more hands-on approach, right. uh, we do uh, always do the yearly checkup on all the dogs, all our females, make sure they're, you know, top, top to be able to either produce or, you know, just have a healthy life overall. So I think it's, it's basically a situation where, you know, you just need to be hands-on. You know, you just yeah. can't just, I guess she's fine. She's eating fine. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a lot of things that happen that, you know, we don't notice or we don't know that might be going on so that you have to be kind of more hands-on and really, you know, really dig in and really, you know, make sure. Yes. I have to say when Isabella yawns, it's one of the cutest things I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Now, are you going to keep her or is she available? No, she is our keeper. Oh, okay. Now, if somebody was interested in getting a puppy from you, walk us through from start to finish. Um, Basically, somebody, you know, reaches out. And once a puppy, we definitely always, we want to pair the right pup with the right family. Um, you know, I'll ask, you know, common questions, you know, um, is it, you know, kids in the house or this or that. Because sometimes you might have a puppy that you might already see the signs that might be, you know, that that particular puppy might work best in 
this environment and that environment. But basically, you know, somebody reaches out that they want a, a, a puppy. You know, we do the standard, you know, you know, looking for a male or female. And I try to get as much feedback from the customer just to try to match them as best as I can. Um, obviously, the end goal is somebody getting a pup from you and and just being thrilled and being exactly what they wanted. And, you know, and I, I feel that the way to get to that point is with um, basically communication with the customer. You know, I, you know, I try not to just say, hey, well, yeah, 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 this is the one, this is the one without basically being sure that this is exactly what the customer wants. And I always give my customers uh, realistic expectations of obviously of, of whatever they get from me, you know, some, you know, sometimes customers will ask you, uh, okay, so, um, you know, so they're going to, they're going to be 30 pounds, right? Fully, you know, certain questions that obviously, you know, yeah. we can just, you know, not know. So basically, right. I always try to be as upfront and realistic with all the customers. We've never had an issue to this point. So I think we're doing a good job at it. Now, has anyone ever wanted to rehome their dog? And if they do, do you have a policy of bring the dog back to us? Don't just give it to anybody. A hundred percent. I've had situations where, um, you know, life happens. And there were situations where, you know, some, you know, Customers, oh, I can't have the dog anymore and this and this. And I always tell all my customers, if there's any issue, you call me first. And um, either I'll rehome the dog with us and then work from, from there. But what I, don't, what I don't want is any puppy or dog, whatever it is, that's coming out of my camp to then maybe get to the wrong hands or, or to right. be in a situation where they end up, you know, in a pound or anything like that. So I always tell everybody, there's an issue. You call me first. Well, you know, we'll take it from there. Whether I've taken back dogs, uh, you know, six, seven, even a year later. You know what I'm oh, saying? So, you know, and I think that as breeders, we're, you know, we're bringing these beautiful little creatures to the world. Then we're responsible for what happens. So, you know, once, once I sell the puppy, it's not, it's not like, okay, goodbye. I don't know nothing about you. Like I, right. my customers always keep in contact with me. They always, you know, give me uh, updates, pictures and things like that. And I love that part, you know, to be able to be still involved, you know, not directly, but still, sure. you know, know how they're doing. Yeah. I think that's so important. The other thing is, are, do you let them meet the parents? Cause I've heard that's super important that it's a good idea before you get a puppy to check out the parents. Yes. Um, we're pretty transparent over here. Um, I've had customers that um, I'll send them a video of the parents, for example, pictures, videos, pedigree, and things like that. But if they're local, you know, and they just want to maybe uh, stop by and and have like put hands on the father or, or the mom, I'm always I'm always um, okay with it. Uh, okay. I think this is why we've um, we've been able to you know gain the respect of so many um, of people in the community and, and customers because, you know, we're extremely transparent. You know, we definitely, you know, don't hide anything. We're definitely very active in the community uh, events, you know. So a lot of people can tell you, oh, yeah, I've seen that dog, es Escobar or Medusa. Because, you know, we always are out in shows and in, in different events. So definitely oh, nice. I have no issue with that. Oh, that's great. Now, do you compete in the shows? Yes. Oh, that must be fun. Um, for me, it's great because I'm very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
uh, we've been fortunate that um, we've done okay in the last uh, couple of years. Uh, uh, Medusa has won multiple uh, Best in Show awards. Um, nice. and she has won pretty this way. I mean, I think one of the, the biggest issues for me now is not so much uh, are we going to win an award, but where do we put the awards? You know? <laughs> That's nice. So, you know, um, but we definitely just have such a good time when we go to different events and, you know, to network see other dogs you know sometimes there's dogs that you, you know i want to see that dog in person and you go to an event and boom he's right there and you you know you're big you're able to see the dog and really you know see um yeah. talk to the camp and things like that so definitely um i love going to the events and we definitely do like to compete like i said i'm very competitive so i like to you know just feel that we're in it you know yeah. we're, we're, there, we're competing whether we win or lose it's still a great time for us yeah, it sounds like it. Now, how do you socialize the puppies? What kind of things do you expose them to? Um, uh, basically, like, we try to basically uh, put them in all types of situations. Um, um, sometimes we'll take them on car rides. You know, we'll oh, go fun. pick up something, I suppose. You know, we'll go pick up something at the supermarket and we'll bring a little puppy along. And so they kind of, kind of, you know, hear the sounds and stuff. Obviously, with other puppies, other other dogs. We have some great dogs that are very, very good with puppies. And so um, they're like puppy friendly, you know, or dog friendly, I guess, you know, you can say. And yeah. I think it just takes um, just time with them, you know, and definitely, you know, a lot of this, you know, you know, petting yeah. them, making sure they're comfortable. Obviously, oh. you see, she's extremely friendly and extremely comfortable. She's such so, a love. Yeah. I just want her. Oh yeah. my God, but this sweatshirt, everyone, again, you got to go to YouTube and just type in Bully Girl Magazine and uh, the podcast will come up. Now, what's it been like with the Frenchies, breeding the Frenchies now compared to the bullies? And what's been some of the challenges? Was well, is there anything? Eat? Like, tell us all of that. Well, we haven't got that far yet. Because oh, okay. she's a first edition. <laughs> she is a first edition. Oh, okay. Yes. She is our first edition, and um, what I can tell you since we haven't got there is sure. that I have been trying to do as much um, research as, right. I, as I can because, um, you know, they're two, two different breeds, you know, right. two different breeds. So I, I think that you can't expect everything to be the same from one breed to the next breed. But right. um, I, I feel that by the time we are in that situation – we'll be ready to tackle tackle on whatever needs to be tackled on. And um, yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, she'll give us some more beautiful puppies. Oh, I'm sure she will. You know, one of the things that I've learned doing this show is from people who breed Frenchies is there's a lot of uh, to be concerned about with the whelping and everything and the nursing and the whole thing because of the snub nose, right? And that they have to have a certain thing that pulls the gunk out of them or the milk to make sure it's going in the right way and all that. Mm -hmm. So it does seem more labor intensive, but definitely worth it to get these cuties. Yeah. Um, well, with the bullies, uh, we do similar, you know, oh, is it? yes. Um, we make sure, you know, with the, when the puppies are whelping that they, um, obviously don't get, you know, milk and, you know, on the nose and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, they're very similar on that end. Oh, cool. um, but I won't know for sure until we actually go and obviously <laughs> experience it. Um, but I feel that we'll be fine because I do my own whelping myself. So, oh, nice. Um, yes. So we have, you know, the whelping lamps uh, and we have the machine to suck out the gunk. And, and, you know, basically, you know, I'm very involved with the whelping process myself. So. 
Oh, you know, that when is the time so comes, cool. you know, we'll be definitely ready. Yeah. What do you enjoy the most about being a breeder? I feel that just just being around the dogs, like I feel like like, like I said earlier with the personality. Yeah. I feel like it's so funny to me how you know you you have one dog who likes this and then the other one that likes <laughs> that. It's almost right. like a big family. You know, yeah. it's kind of when you go to Thanksgiving, you have that one cousin that you really talk to all the time and you're excited to see them. You have that other cousins like, okay, we got to, you know, you know, or, or that uncle, you know, we got to watch Uncle Fred, you know, you know what I'm saying? He gets a little <laughs> too happy. It's just like that with with, uh, with the dogs. Yeah. And um, I definitely do enjoy that, you know, dealing with them separately you know, with their different personalities and getting to meet their different personalities because, you know, as a puppies, you'll have a litter and you'll have the stubborn one. You'll have yep. the one that sleeps all day. You'll have the one that <laughs> wants to eat everybody's food. And definitely it's just one of those things that, you know, those are experiences and moments that, you know, money can't buy. Yeah, that is that is absolutely true. You know, I really enjoyed reading in the article uh, in BGM where on bgmwarehouse.com in the blogs. It says, "Quote your future goals uh, for this year are to continue to build the alliance and partnership uh, you have with China and hopefully to bring it around the world." Tell us about this. Uh, well, basically, um, we I've been fortunate enough that throughout the years I've been uh, I've I've done good uh, contacts overseas whether it be in Europe or in, in Asia. And um, right now we're going in the bully community. We're going through uh, basically, uh, I guess a lot of people call it like a, a new look in a bully in the exotic world. Um, yeah. Right now, China, a lot of imports are coming in from China and from Europe and other parts of the world with that unique look and those unique uh, bloodlines that right now, you know, we don't have here. And um, when I came into the bully game, I, I went overseas to purchase the dogs that I wanted to basically start my program on. So um, because of that, I was able to then now, now kind of have those, those contacts and um, kind of basically just have a little black book of contacts all over the world, in Europe, in Asia. So, you know, a lot of people always um, call me and they, they'll ask me and they'll say, um, well, I've been looking into this bloodline. What do you think? And, uh, and I've been able to help people, you know, advance their program just based on, you know, the knowledge that I've been able to acquire just because that was me two years ago, right. you know, when I wanted to get into those bloodlines that weren't available here at the time. So a lot of people always call me or DM me, what do you think about this bloodline? And That's well, great. you know, what's this and what's that? And I try to help everybody as much as I can. And um, I just, I'm happy that, um, you know, that we're, expanding the look you know that is just not one consistent look because i feel that in the exotic world it's kind of like almost a preference thing you know yeah. some people um uh like certain colors or certain looks and i think that we have a lot of versatility when it comes to the exotic american bully and um these bloodlines coming from from asia or from other parts of the world are only going to add another element to our already great breed yeah, I was thinking about what you said a moment ago about how people call you up. It, it seems really essential, I would say, to have a mentor or someone to call, especially when you're first starting. Yes, um, I feel that I've become that person, like I said, That's because awesome. 
um, this whole, uh, these bloodlines from overseas are something that a lot of people are, are new to, you know? So yeah. it's almost like um, I'm that, that guy. Well, you know, he's done it. You know what I'm saying? He's imported dogs. How does that process work? And I have a lot of people, uh, you know, to, can you explain to me what's it, you know, from, you know, from A to Z, what's it like to, you know, bring a dog from overseas and, you know, what the cost is, what, the, what, what do I need paperwork wise and, and things like that. So, you know, I'm just happy to be able to, you know, just share my knowledge. You know, when I did it, uh, it was a, a little more difficult because, um, here in the here in New York, where I'm from, uh, and in all the surrounding areas, you know, I'm pretty much the pioneer bringing this these bloods to the tri-state area. So um, nice. I didn't have nobody to kind of learn from. Yeah. So I kind of had to learn as I went as on my own. But now I'm in a better position where I can tell somebody and mentor somebody and be able to just give somebody an advice and you know this is how you should go about it and I'm happy doing it. You know. Oh, that's fantastic. I know it's so evident. It really is, Jonathan. Well, what do you think about Bully Girl Magazine? Well, um, I like you guys very much. That's, <laughs> that's why I always try to um, engage and the content that you guys put out, always uh, informative, you know, and definitely since um, I discovered you guys, I've been always following you guys. Um, I know we did the um, the magazine and I wanted to be part of that as well. And we did. And now with this opportunity, thank you for having yeah. me. And, you know, oh, I'm, pleasure. you know, I'm, I'm a number one fan. I'm a supporter. All right. Well, you're fabulous. And I'm so Ooh. glad that we did this. I really enjoyed it. Tell us all the ways we can find you. Well, we're Brooklyn Billy Cartel on Instagram. Um, usually that is the to go place because that's where I have the bulk of my content. Um, so people do prefer that route but we're also on facebook under jonathan ovales and um either either of those two options you can reach out um we always have something available or something in the oven um definitely we're working with um with pedigrees and bloodlines that are basically all of them are from overseas so i know that a lot of people want to you know explore those options and and things like that so definitely a good uh camp to check out if you know if that's somewhere you want to explore. Oh, and fantastic. Soon, oh, so now the Frenchy line. Yeah. Oh, Isabella, I'm in love. Oh, oh my goodness. She's so beautiful. Well, if people you. want to check out my beautiful dogs, Benji and uh, oh my God, <laughs> I spaced. I'm like, he's my heart dog. He's my soul dog. I talk about him every show. And I'm like, what's his name? Oh, Blue, uh, also known as Mr. Baby. That was a scary little moment there. Uh, and I also show pictures of the first dog I ever had, which was Bailey, which was a pit mix, and my beloved Bobo, who was a setter shepherd mix. And you can also follow at Bully Girl Mag on Instagram and be sure to subscribe to Bully Girl Magazine. You can go to www.bgmwarehouse.com and get my hat and a lot of other great merch. And be sure to get the Bully Girl mobile app, which is available in the Apple and Google Play. Blue is over here giving me a funny look like, Mom, you're my everything. I'm your everything. How did you forget my name? Anyway, yeah, right. we're going to have some explaining to do after this. That's right. Well, now I'm just obsessed with Isabella. Who's blue? No, blue. I'm using. Anyway, everybody have a great day and keep coming back. Tell your friends and family. Rate, review, subscribe to the Bully Girl Magazine podcast. Thanks so much.